0: And welcome back. It's the Full 40. It's Chris and Rob. And just to reset kind of what this podcast is about. Because it's season two. We made it through one. We made it through one. It's season two. Just trying to like reset what this podcast is about. We love to talk about the culture of Villanova basketball, which includes, yes, obviously the games and analysis of the games and all of that stuff. And throughout the season, we're going to be hitting on all of that for sure. But There is a culture around Villanova basketball, and that's why we're super pumped to talk to you about Hoops Mania. Because no event, especially this year, is more about the culture of Villanova basketball than Hoops Mania. Also, of note, we got a rare listener question. (laughs) We got one. We got one. (laughs) A rare listener question from Sean Donovan, who you might know, Sean Don is the guy who does the— Awesome highlight videos after every season, and if you haven't seen it, go watch his new one about 2018. It's a little bit late, but it's absolutely wait, wait, wait. spectacular. Let, let
1: me let me correct you. He just does the videos. He is the video, like the highlight guy. Yes. Like period. Yes. Full stop. He's it. Hundred percent. Like, start and stop. He's if it. If
0: you want to talk about culture, of Villanova basketball, Boom. you can't mention culture, of Villanova basketball without Sean Don and his videos. Yes. So, but we're gonna table that. We're gonna get back to that later. This is about hoops mania, and really, I think you got to break down hoops mania in a number of different ways because there's a lot going on here. We have a non-controversy controversy oh that we'll get to, oh God. but we're going to start with obviously the biggest thing of the entire night, in my opinion, not the 2018 celebration, not anything like that. Was
1: was the, the announcement that we're on Spotify? Yes, boom. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. We are officially Jay Rice on Spotify. said it
0: at Hoops Mania. Yep. The full 40s on Spotify. This is big deal. Shit, missed marketing opportunity. Could yeah. you
1: imagine if he was like, guys, there's a great Villanova podcast. It's called Judging the Judging by 40. the fact
0: that Spotify just changed its policies like three days ago. And... and, and we um, we're like the first person to register for that. They, probably. they
1: literally they put the press release out, and thanks to our inside connection at Spotify, we registered. I think within twelve hours of the announcement, <laughs> and we were on Spotify. Yes. So we're pretty pumped about. it. So now we're officially on every like basically every podcast platform. That's but right. enough about that. So back to reality. Although we're back not to on, reality. on Napster yet. So oh shit, we are not on Napster. You're yeah, right. yeah, All right. So, to, on the to do list. Yeah. Okay.
0: So the biggest picture item, right, is the opening of the new pavilion the fin the fin wait well let's just dive right I'm in kidding. with that yeah, yeah let's just dive right in with that mark jackson jay riot people are calling it the fin i call it the pavilion i'm not sure i'm all about calling it the fin but maybe i can get behind it what's your take on that
1: all right i'll give you my take in just a minute i do want to point out quickly because you brought him up mark jackson mark jackson walked into The fucking luckiest situation (laughs) ever. Situation. Literally walks in, knocks off two championships, and a twenty five million dollar donation to renovate the arena. So anyway, kudos to him on his timing. Like, good for him. Anyway, to answer your you make your your own luck. You make your own luck. Yeah, he made his luck. So, how do I feel about the finn I I like the name. Like, it's better than the pavilion It's been the pavilion for thirty years. Like, we're complaining about it not being enough of an actual change to the pavilion. And, look, I mean, my take on this we'll get to it in a minute. This kind of signifies, like, hey, look, it is a change. It's a new era. It's a new name. Like, it's kind of getting into this modern Villanova, if you will. And I'm all for it.
0: I'm good with the Finn. Okay, so you, you want to call it the Finn. Let's call it the Finn. It also looks like a Finn. It looks like a circus tent. No, no, no. But But the entrance is The entrance,
1: now how they framed it up, actually does kind of look like a fin. I don't know that it was intentional. It probably
0: wasn't, but it looks pretty cool. So for those who haven't seen the pictures online, which I don't know how you could have possibly missed it, and also be a listener on this podcast. It would be very rare. (laughs) But the pavilion looks like a circus tent, right? But when you go to, there was always that side of the pavilion that was unutilized, didn't have an entranceway, it was just kind of this thing in the corner, close to the jake nevin or i guess the butler annex which doesn't exist anymore yeah. and the entrance to the athletics department it does come up at the end and yes i agree it does kind of look like a fin it does yeah right and that's the new entrance way which i guess let's let's just walk right into that yeah right the new entrance way, you were down on campus so tell me how that looked
1: yeah so i went down went down campus yesterday i will Full disclaimer, I did not get inside of the pavilion. My wife and I tried valiantly to break in. We tried all the doors. We tried the back doors. We tried to follow people in. We couldn't get in. But anyway, um, the entrance is super cool. Um, You guys have probably seen the shots, but it's actually really dramatic. When you walk down the walkway now, they've got um, the different, I don't even want to call them pictures, but they've got kind of like art installations of the different players there. It's super dramatic, and I would say the biggest thing is it actually seems like a real stadium when you walk up to the doors. And what I mean is we have a real will call office. It's not like some little hole in the wall like it used to be it looks pretty legit. You walk in, it's bright, it's well lit. They've got different um, kind of like monuments to iconic moments and runs in the program history. So you can see even from the outside, they've got Chris Jenkins, obviously just raining down over North Carolina, commemorating the 16 run. And they've got kind of all those pillars um, around the entryway, which is just so much more impressive than... What used to be feeling like you were walking in a back door to some event when you walked into the main entrance of the pavilion was, like, really pretty embarrassing. So now it's like, okay, yeah, this is a legitimate basketball arena. So my impression was they did a great job with it within the scope that they actually had.
0: Right. I, I mean, I think that that's a, a really good take. Look, if you've listened to this podcast before, you might, and or if you know us, you know that, like, we weren't thrilled that they didn't just blow it up and start over. Yep. But within the context of the confines that they were given, right, which was a, I believe, a $65 million project, yeah. right, to renovate this crazy-looking building and make it into something a lot nicer and to make it into a division one, high division one level class facility. Yeah. Did they get all the way there? Maybe not because the scope of the project was limited. But within the scope, they clearly did a nice job. Even just a simple, like, paint job. Yeah. Like, on the ceiling and around the arena, like, the benches and the and the seats. It looks like a Villanova facility, blue and white, which I know should just be, like, an obvious thing. <laughs> should have been
1: given but, years ago. But
0: we had a green floor. <laughs> I don't know why that ever was installed. And black seating. Green floor, black seating. It's clear that they have come a long way with it. It looks like a real arena. It does... Is, is it lipstick on a pig? Maybe, Maybe. But the pig also looks a lot better, I think,
1: too. I think the pig, like, lost some weight and, like, <laughs> has gone through some general improvements. Yeah. It's basically, like, almost transformed into bacon. So, like, it's a better <laughs> version of the pig, all right? Yeah. So, the thing I'm most excited about in the Pavilion is the new lighting system they got. Yeah. Which, we'll talk a little bit more about Hoops Mania, but it's going to change the intro experience for games. Like, it used to be you'd walk into the pavilion, you know, you're a student there, you go, you stand around for a while, kind of wait for the game to start. Like, yeah, all right, like, game's starting now. Cool. Everybody does their wine and cheese thing. There's something to really, like, get all that excited about. The band does their countdown, obviously. Now they've got full lighting, projection onto the court. I'm anticipating a little fog machine action going in. It's going to be tough to sit there and just be the boring wine and cheese crowd. Like, you're going to feel that excitement, like, running through whatever blood you have left in you to have gotten those seats.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. The court projector was awesome. And I'll, I'll say this. One thing I've always liked about our arena is I've always liked the simplicity of the court itself. Mm. Obviously, people have seen it, but it's a basketball floor and is all it, the villanova is it a basketball it's floor? a basketball floor yeah surprisingly <laughs> you have the v in the middle and then you have the villanova name on either side and then it's pretty much just the lines because of that the court projection is even more pronounced yeah. because you're not dealing with like a colored in um foul area or paint area yeah. is what i should say right there's no paint in the paint
1: or like or yeah or like oregon Yeah, it's got like shadows and shit all over the court. Right, or even
0: if you think about like the final four, where you where we've seen that before. Yeah, right. In the final four, you don't have; they still have like colors everywhere. The court's a couple different colors. The whole nine yards. So it's a it's a very clean floor, which provides for a very cool looking court projection. Yeah, definitely the acoustics. Even just from watching the feed on Hoops Mania, look a lot better. I mean, sound a lot better. Um, The as we said, the look of it feels better. I agree with your take that the intro is going to be a little bit more thunderous. Clearly, there's a new sound system. Yeah. Which shouldn't be something that was ever horrible <laughs> beforehand in 2016, which was the final year that we played there. But it was, or 2017, which was it's the basically, final year that we It's basically there. like
1: you getting Venmo. It kind of got like up to today's standards. It's like, <laughs> welcome to today.
0: Yes. I just downloaded Venmo for the first time. Welcome to 2014. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah, the pavilion is... Should we talk seating? Terrific. Yeah. One of the questions that I had, and it kind of, again, touches on Hoops Mania, but the way Jay Wright... So Jay Wright had this magic wand. We'll get a little bit more on that later. And Jay was pointing to where the student sections were while Hoops Mania was going on. And one thing, is when he pointed to the south side, the student section side, he pointed only at the bottom area. Mm. Now, granted, there will be students on the north side now. Which, which is, is cool. Which is cool, because... Theoretically, maybe you can get the back and forth going across. (laughs) Nah. It's probably not (laughs) going to happen knowing our fan base, but it could. (laughs) It could. Right. And so now you have the, now you can have students on both sides, which I do think will help the alumni get a little more in because now you're not only hearing the noise from one side, you're getting it from both. But the student sex on the south side used to be all the way up to the top. Right which made it, when it got going, it made it really imposing. And if you were an opponent going on our basket, that was a pretty intense experience. I don't think, based on what Jay Wright was doing, I don't get the sense that it's going to be a student section all the way up to the top of that south side anymore.
1: And so you said this to me before we recorded this, and I was like, no way, that's that can't be right. So we did check on StubHub to see like what tickets were out there. And what is interesting is there are tickets on sale for Pavilion Games in the south side that have numbered rows, which does imply to me that there are tickets out there that the general public has that are in what was traditionally the student section, which that to me is something new. So you could be right. Further further supporting your theory is that there is actually a clear divide in the middle of the south section like there's a lower half of the south section
0: and an upper half of the south section and we're all in agreement that the lower lower half is clearly stupid. totally totally right so
1: i don't know we'll have to see how this plays out i thought you were dead wrong when you suggested this but it looks like it might be a possibility
0: i don't know so to me that's interesting because they said that they weren't changing the They said that they weren't changing the um, capacity of the arena. But it would seem to me to think that they are changing the student capacity of the arena. Because that section that is now general public seating or that we're theorizing theorizing is general public seating is pretty large. It's the larger half. Now, they did add wings onto either side. I get the sense just from being in Hoopsmania that they're pushing the band off to the one uh, side okay. of yep. it, and then that will leave students. So there will be more area. Yeah. Like it's not just the it's not just the bleachers, but it is interesting to know. And there is seating on the other side. I just don't think that adds up to what was it beforehand? Like fifteen hundred? I think students, it was around
1: fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred yeah. student tickets. Yeah.
0: I'm just not seeing the math there to get to fifteen hundred student tickets. Yeah, I
1: don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but so I I feel like we've hit on most of the main points of the pavilion may want to wrap it up with a couple other quick observations and then let's get into all the other stuff because we actually have a ton of stuff to go through today um other quick observations that was super cool um, I did stop by the Davis Center as well, and as expected, they've added the tribute to the 2018 team as well, kind of enhanced the video boards that are there. So that area continues to be more and more impressive and just a super cool entrance. Um, saw some couple shots on um, on Instagram as well uh, from a couple of the players with, with basically a tribute to Jalen Brunson yes. and has like his jersey and the National Player of the Year hardware. Super cool. I mean, just the fact that, obviously, we, we love Jalen to death. And hot take, I think we're going to miss him this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just going out on a limb. but um, <laughs> it, was, it was really far out Really there. far out. If we had Dante to make up for his decision-making, we'd be okay. But alas, we don't. <laughs> but yeah, really cool to see that, that tribute out there. So my my takeaway is this is going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for the new Pavilion. I do want to make a point to try and get down there and check it out for a game this year. It's going to be super expensive, but I want to try it's it. It's worth it. I think it'll be cool.
0: It's worth it. Other couple things that I noticed, it's a real concourse now. So like when you oh, walk in, yeah. that turns into a real concourse. So the concourse is really the what used to be the second level and you used to walk in on the first level. Now you walk in on the second level, go up to upper level seating, down to lower level seating. There's also real concessions. They made good use of that back area. Which I think is I think is cool. There's seats there, so you can grab a concession. You could eat some food. I think that they're opening it a little bit earlier, so you can do all of that now. So I think that they've done some good things with that. All right, I think we're good on yeah. the pavilion. takes. we're we're happy with it within the scope. They did a nice job. Let's move on now. So like we can't talk about this hoops mania. So oh we've God. surmised on the last podcast based on what we were hearing rumors at the time, right? It was later confirmed in the time between us recording <laughs> yeah, not, the podcast. good timing. Yeah, uh, between us recording the podcast and us releasing the podcast, it was confirmed that there would not be a performer. Now, this is hilarious to me because apparently this drummed up a little bit of a controversy on campus. This is not a controversy. This is a non-controversy controversy. Controversy. Exactly right. But... That being said, we love – we're about the culture of Villanova basketball. We love a good narrative. Oh, God. And so, and so even though we're saying up front that this is not a controversy – This is some dumb shit. Let's we, call it what this it is. is this <laughs> is stupid. But we're totally going to play we're, into we're, it. We're going for it. Because we just cannot help ourselves. We're going
1: for it. We're going for it.
0: So a little history, right? So we're old. We're really old, right? It's super old. We're, we're both 31 now. Jesus. I'm turning 32 in December. Wow. Right. So I'm mad old, right? I'm yeah. college-like You got, college like you got that years.
1: Medicare coming your way? Yeah, Medicare
0: mm-hmm. coming my way, social security checks. It's pretty exciting stuff for me. That being said, our freshman year, they did not have a performer. Right. Right? It was the last year without a performer. And the biggest celebrity guest appearance was Bill Raftery. Yes. <laughs> who you might recognize from The Fox Sports broadcast.
1: Kind kind old gentleman who does the Fox Sports broadcast. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and he does the CBS sport. uh, um, He's an institution. Yeah, he's an institution in college basketball. The reason why they brought him out is because he thought that that he agreed with the officials in this play ages ago between Alan Ray and the Villanova Wildcats at that time and UNC in the Sweet 16 where Alan Ray did not travel but got called for oh. traveling. He agreed with the referees. So Jay Wright introduces him as that and everyone boos him and that was like the biggest deal of yeah. the Hoops Mania. The following year, and this is important to like understand kind of this history here, we did get a, a special guest performer. That special guest performer was Tony Yayo. He was part of 50 Cent's crew. He was probably the third ranking member of 50 Cent's crew, 50 Cent being number one, Lloyd Banks being number two, and 50 Cent being, and and, and Tony Yayo, I'm sorry, being number three. This was who we're supposed to get as a guest performer. Tony Yayo had songs that I would get, I would guess that very few people actually knew at that time. Right. Here's what happened. 50, we wound up with 50 Cent performing at Hoops Mania. It was a Friday night. They're sitting in New York, Tony Yayo, probably chilling with 50 Cent and their boys or whatever. And, Tony Ayo gets up to go leave to come down to Hoops Mania at Villanova. And 50 Cent is like, hey, man, where are you going? Which I'm sure he said it just like that. (laughs) I'm sure he said it just like that. And Tony Ayo responds back, oh, I'm going down to Philly to, to go perform at Villanova. And 50 Cent, who apparently had nothing better to do on a Friday night, decides, oh, yeah, I'll come.
1: Yeah, his next question was probably, what's Villanova? Yeah, right. <laughs> probably, like, had no idea. Right?
0: And decides, I'll come, and comes down to Hoops Mania, and comes out. Tony Yeo, by the way, started performing, and everyone was like, what is this? Yeah. Who is this? Why is this about? crowd was not Tony Yayo literally goes, oh, y'all, y'all not here for me. Y'all don't love me. I got a surprise for you, though. Here's my boy, 50. 50 Cent runs out, who in 2006, this was like, he was like, top two. Yeah. Right? Arguably the biggest name in rap at the time. In music at the time. Right, yeah. He was fucking enormous. Right? He he was also physically enormous. Dude, he was so ripped. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, he comes running out, and the crowd went bananas. Absolutely erupts. Right? Like, I haven't heard the pavilion that loud in a long time. Yeah. Right. Probably
1: since, probably, wasn't that loud until, like, we won it in 16 and the students were there. Yeah.
0: Like, Right, it was
1: the place just erupted. It anyway. was mayhem. Yeah, at
0: the time we thought, okay, this is a one shot deal. We're never going to get someone like Fifty Cent again, etc. And then this, and then the university and the athletic department and the team embraced it. But in order to get a performer, there needed to be some type of connection, right? So someone somewhere in the student body had to have a connection to somebody to get that to happen. Because Villanova is not shelling out major fees to bring right. a guest performer right. in. So the following year, who do we get? Mims. Mims. <laughs>
1: This is why it's this, hot.
0: This is why I'm hot. And so from there, we did have a lot of good performers, right? We had T-Pain the year after that, which was fun. Trey Songz, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, we had Drake, yeah. which is big. Fabulous, which is big. Nicki, Nicki Minaj, which sure. is big. I think there was a Schoolboy Q in there or Post Malone. Whatever, yeah. But like, the night is a pep rally, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, call it what it is. It, it's a pep rally.
0: It's, it's a pep rally. It, it, and then And it, then we got away from that a little bit by... Harping so hard on yeah, the guest, and, and the expectation kind of changed. So Villanova took the take this year of, "Hey, we got a national championship to celebrate. We have a new pavilion to celebrate. Also, it's the beginning of a freaking basketball season. This is the biggest thing going on on campus. We are not doing a guest performer this year. Like,
1: there's there's plenty of stuff to cover. There's right? plenty of
0: stuff. This created apparently the biggest political debate on Villanova's campus ever. <laughs> Apparently. These because are, the Villanovan was all over this.
1: Yeah. This is these are these are one percent problems we're talking about. Yeah, right. Right. Now. This is my favorite my favorite quote. So you're right. The Villanova went out, they ran some articles, they're like controver they called it a controversial decision not to not to bring a performer. It's not controversial, whatever. <laughs> I loved going through and reading some of the takes on this. This is my favorite take. As a freshman, I feel not as welcome to the school because all of the other classes had a performer at their hoops mania. Just stop.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is absurd. It is that is absolutely ridiculous. Now, in context, <laughs> let's realize this is an 18-year-old kid because he's a freshman. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's a he. We can say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's a he. We can say that with pretty good certainty. But this is an actual quote from the villain. Somebody actually said this. Someone actually said this. Now, maybe the Villanovan is egging him on a little maybe, bit to maybe. try and get like as good a quote and juicy as a quote as possible. Yeah. But give me a fucking yeah, break.
1: There are, there are reasons to not feel welcome to campus. Like, you experienced racism. I don't know. You got punched in the face. Like, <laughs> whatever. Somebody right. stole your backpack. Right. Your
0: orientation counselor said, I hate you.
1: Right. There are plenty of legitimate reasons not
0: to feel welcome to campus. This is not one of them. No, absolutely not. <laughs> your opinion you is go, invalid. You get to go to an event. Yes, it's included in tuition. But you get to go to an event where there was a celebrity there. Alshon Jeffrey showed up, right? Sure, sure. There. There's... Literally two championships in the last three years, a brand new pavilion, shut up. <laughs> Please stop. Stop telling me and whining about why you don't feel included. Unreal. Other schools, big programs, even though the tuition may or may not include it or they may be expensive or not, make you pay to go to freaking games and to go to events like this. Ooh, ooh.
1: I want to want to bring up this point too because you mentioned other schools. I feel like there's this expectation almost that, oh, you know, like if we don't have a performer, it's somehow subpar. Most schools don't have a performer. There are like a top handful of schools, like the very elite school, like the very elite basketball schools have made this into more of a thing. But Which you could argue we are. We absolutely are. But it's like it's not as if this is the norm across the country. There are a handful of schools that do this. And guess what? For them, it's just a pep rally, too. It's all disorganized. There are awkward, like, 70-year-old coaches trying to be cool, and they're not. And there's a performer who sometimes comes out for, like, three minutes.
0: Right. Like, it's not the focus. It's a pep rally. Right. So just stop. So the Villanovan couldn't help themselves with just this. They had to continue to indulge this. And by the way, just to be clear— I used to write for the Villanovan. I love the Villanovan as an institution. Uh, You had had some hot takes back in the day. Yeah, I had some hot (laughs) takes back in the day, no question. But they decided that they wanted to continue to go after this item. So not only did they do that, they then got point, counterpoint, point being why I'm still going to Hoops Mania, which you're going to Hoops Mania because it's a freaking pep rally. And it's a Friday night. It's a Friday night, right. And then there was a counterpoint being like why I'm not going to Hoops Mania. And this other writer goes through why he's not going, and one of the quotes in there was, and it, I'm taking it out of context a little bit, but like he just says, "I cannot summon the any feeling of excitement." Really, what? you <laughs> can't summon any feeling of excitement? Yeah. yeah. And then the writer can, goes on to say, also, it's also one of the busiest couple of weeks of the semester. It's freaking Friday. <laughs> If you are studying at like eight o'clock on a Friday night in college, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, this isn't for you. Yeah, it's not for you, right? It's a Friday night. If this was a Tuesday at four p.m., sure. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you got a maybe you got a choice. Even then, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm probably gonna cut class right <laughs> yeah. now and go to this event. But like, hey, more power to you if you're yeah. studying on Friday. But you should go out and have fun with your friends. Yeah. So,
1: I I mean, I feel like we hit most of the major points. We think this headline is, we think this controversy is obviously a non-thing and absolutely ridiculous. But we had some fun with it.
0: I still still love it. Like the alumni writing back. Oh, my God. Like, 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 just stop. It it was just so much. This is
1: such a 1% problem. It's ridiculous. (laughs)
0: All right. So let's jump into... The actual event itself hoops mania right we talked about the pavilion people are excited about that the court projection we got all that so let's talk about some of the things that happened at the at the event so like obviously number one celebrating the championships they unveiled the bat they unfurled the banners for 85 again Sixteen again, and obviously eighteen. Which they didn't bother to iron the banners. They're like a wrinkled mess, by the way. Like I was
1: like, are these just (laughs) been balled up somewhere? It's like insane. At least eighteen looked like somebody pressed it. I was like, what the fuck is this?
0: (laughs) They rolled it up. It was sitting in a storage room. It was clearly in a storage room. (laughs) She was like, Oh, I found these banners. Like, let's just throw them out. Like, come on. Um, I thought the 16 banner was previously blue, and now it's white. I think they redid them all. Oh, uh, they did redid them all. Okay. I think so. Okay. So they did that. They celebrated the championships. They gave out the rings. That was really cool. Super cool. They showed the one shining moment Villanova only. Oh, yeah. Which was freaking incredible. I had been I lo- don't know why I didn't see that.
1: I spent time actively looking for it in April and May, because presumably somebody had created it. Couldn't find it. Like, in 16, it was super easy to find. So, yeah, they played it. I had goosebumps watching it. It was, oh, it was awesome.
0: Yeah. They had the former walk-ons, Denny Grace. Um, Kennedy. Yeah, Leibig. Kennedy, Ra- Rafferty. And it was, um, oh, Liebig, sorry, not Rafferty. He's older. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, they all came out, right? They're all, like, now in, like, finance in New York. Yeah. Right? And they here they are coming out with the trophies, which I thought was a, a, a fun little touch. They had Phil and Eric Kind of unveil the banner. It was fun. It was a cool event. Anytime anyone mentioned national championship, the arena went freaking bananas, which was awesome. And then uh, there was a couple other uh, key things. Dancing. Yeah. (laughs) They did the dancing, right? They do the dancing, which was fun. They had the dance team involved, the women's team involved. They had the men's team obviously involved. And they did like a whole dance number and it was fun.
1: Which important takes from the dancing. I will say this before I make these comments. It's a long dance number, so there's, there's a lot of moves you've got to remember. There are varying levels of dance ability on the basketball team. At the height of those dancing abilities, Phil Booth, who I think we'll get to in a minute, yep. was just great. Guy's got some rhythm, breaks it down. Um, Brandon Slater seemed to also have some good rhythm, loved the spotlight, and was just all about it. Yeah, Eric Pascal not so much.
0: By far and away, the best player on the court. Yes, not a dancer. By far and away, the worst dancer. He <laughs> was.
1: He was trying. You could see it in his face. He was trying so hard, and I was like, "Ah, dude, I really feel for you," but it just wasn't working.
0: Maybe he's a good dancer in real life, but in terms of a choreographed number, it was yeah, not great. Not working. Not great. <laughs> not a choreographed type of guy. Yes. So, also of note, they had this. Like, did you see the entranceway that they had built for yeah. people to come on? It was like Trump at the stupid Republican National Convention from two years ago. You remember like the big screen where it like gives you this large silhouette, and then you walk out. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Like Mark Jackson, the funniest one was Mark Jackson because Mark Jackson looks like he's like four foot three. He's got this big silhouette. Right before he comes out, and then he comes out, and it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Not... it looks like a cartoon. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, but I mean, kudos to them;
1: they actually had some production value. There for was once.
0: absolutely production value. I think it was pretty good. So, what else were we were we pumped about? Oh, so,
1: I liked. So, quick note on Slater as well. Slater is definitely my favorite from a personality standpoint. Yeah, no question. After Hoops Media, dude just eats up the spotlight.
0: Loves the spotlight. He was doing something where he was collecting roses. Well, they was sang like, to their moms. Yeah, they sang to their mom. He was doing this whole big ordeal. They, they lip-sank to their moms, yeah. I, I assume. He was like, loved it, loved the spotlight. Like, Phil Booth comes out in Will Smith gear, yes. which was terrific. Spot on. Spot on. Also, of note, see, I like this guy because I like his personality, and I think, like, it, I, I appreciate that he keeps coming back. DJ 007. <laughs> has to always remind people that he loves his job, right? He continues to remind people how much he loves his job so much that I'm convinced that he's trying to like tell himself that, right? Like, do you, like the first terrible. thing I would do if I met him, like, hey man, I gotta ask you something. Not like, do you love your job, like sarcastically? Cause I'd like, I actually don't think you like your job and you're trying to tell yourself that. Like, do you want to see like a counselor about it or something? But they got DJ 007 doing his thing. It was all it was all really fun. Cool. Like yeah. generally speaking, I find these Hoops Mania events to not be like the best in terms of production value, but there was clear production effort put into this one. And like what do you expect, right? Yeah. Jay Wright's the MC, He's, he does the same shtick every year. You wanna go into his lies? He
1: makes he makes the same lies. Oh all my the time. god. Jay
0: Wright loved the man to death, obviously. Best coach of all time, probably. You yeah, know, that's not biased or anything. <laughs> Jay Wright just straight up lies to everybody. And I realize that he kind of has to, but like, here's a couple of ones that I point out. He said that the old pavilion was the toughest place to play in college basketball. No, no, it wasn't bad. When it got really going, it wasn't bad. There were times where it was really hard to play. But stop. You're not harder to play than Allen Fieldhouse. You're not harder to play than Cameron Indoor. And that's just a handful of places, right? Like, I've seen the Cinta Center go bananas. Stop it. It's just not true, right?
1: He's, he's earned the right, though, at this point. He can literally say whatever he wants. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, all right, whatever you want. Whatever you want, Jack. The
0: second lie, which this is, I could go to the tape and find provable evidence on this one, is he said he thanked the students for selling out the Wells Fargo Center Every game last year. False. (laughs) False. We commented multiple times on how piss poor the attendance was last year. Granted, it is off campus every game. We did play like 20 games there, it felt like. But stop it. Well,
1: I will say this. I mean, technically, the athletic department probably did purchase all the tickets, so they were sold. And they were probably distri- fully distributed to the student body. Now, did they show up? No, but he didn't make that claim. So maybe he's got your high technicality.
0: Right, I don't, I'm not sure he had a law degree. <laughs> then Jay did a couple other things, right? So Alshon Jeffrey, right? Super Bowl champion, Eagles wide receiver came out, which is pretty cool. Not an Eagles fan personally, uh, but it's pretty cool to have like a major NFL player just won sure. a Super Bowl. Then Jay proceeds to do an... You know, E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles chant, which I'm sure Eagles fans thought that that was the fucking most amazing thing ever. But, like, let's realize what's in a student body. Like, there was, like, some people clearly doing the chant, and then most of the crowd was a collective groan. Because yeah. you're dealing with people, a lot of people from New York. So you got Jets and Giants fans. You got some people from Massachusetts, so Patriots fans, so they're even more pissed. <laughs> and then you got people from other places, Baltimore, Maryland, etc. So, you know, Ravens fans, Washington football team fans. So you get a lot of people who just a collective group. Yeah.
1: in any case, It was fun.
0: And then he had a magic wand.
1: Oh God, the wand. This was
0: actually a pretty cool thing. So they gave every student a wristband that lit up in different colors when Jay Wright pointed this magic wand at it. I thought it was pretty cool because what they ended up doing is he's pointing around the arena and like if he wanted a side to, to chant, so he always does that Nova on one side, Nation on the other, which sounds really cool when he does it, except for the fact that Everyone forgets that that could be possibly yeah, this, a thing. This
1: will literally be... So he did the chant again. That's the only time that chant will be done all season.
0: Yes. Like, that's it. It's it happens so in Hoops annoying. Mania, but never It's so again. annoying because it's a good chant, and literally no one does it.
1: Yeah. Alas.
0: That being said, he does it so he's one side Nova, over the other side nation. It was fun. It was exciting. These are things that, if you've gone to Hoops Mania any time in the last 15 years, he says and does these things, with the exception of the Eagles thing, he says and does these things every single time. I mean, it's like you said. It's a pep rally. It's, it's, it's a pep rally.
1: All right. So we yeah did Jay does a shtick.
0: Then we get into the dunk contest is the next. I time? think the largest cheer all night was for Father Peter. Could've been. Could've been. Yeah. And then on the uh, broadcast of the access, let's, let's let's get into that for a second. But on that broadcast, they said Father Peter is probably the most popular president of any uh, Across any student body. I actually think that that's arguably true. It
1: probably is true. There probably aren't that many presents that are that well known. We're
0: clearly pro-Father Peter biased. But like, Father Peter is a celebrity on campus. Every student seems to love the guy. He gets along well with everyone. Big time. Why on this... So we get Nova Nation All Access, right? I paid $10 for this thing. I'm watching Hoops Mania. I watch it on demand. I was watching the Yankees-Red Sox game the night before while Hoops Mania was actually going on. Baseball sucks. I like baseball. Baseball sucks. Go Yankees. Anyway... This event is happening, and they broadcast the event and the whole nine yards. Here's where it gets problematic. When the audio goes to, like, Jay Wright and the microphone, it's literally the camera recording Jay Wright and the camera's microphone listening to the speaker playing what Jay Wright's saying. So the sound's going in and out. Like, you can sometimes not even hear everything that they have to say. Why can't they plug the stupid audio into the thing? It's so, like... Silly. It's such a, it seems like such an easy thing. Yeah, you'd, th-
1: you'd think with like all the production value they actually put into this one, they would have fixed that, but whatever.
0: All right, so that's all Hoops Mania stuff. Let's get into a couple big things. So you had the three-point contest, which we're not going to talk about Skip. because the 2018 team won the three-point contest. Everyone else sucks, and it was very confusing. Yes. They had the dunk contest. Yes. A couple important notes. So Pascal won the dunk contest to the surprise of nobody. Yeah, shocker. But the final round of the dunk contest was Colin Gillespie – Versus Eric Pascal, Yes. which first off, if you're saying, wait, who? Yeah, Colin Gillespie can dunk, which was a revelation of its own right. And his first dunk was actually pretty legit. <laughs> his
1: first dunk, it was pretty legit. His first dunk was basically his only dunk because after the first round, everybody's like, that's awesome. That was great. He got a great score. Then he got to the second round and he's like, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I practiced one dunk, and actually that's very true, because if you follow him on Instagram, he was practicing that one dunk. <laughs> so his second round was like, it was nice. It was like, I don't know, he just kind of did a, a regular dunk. I mean, look, for me, I wish I could do that, but it was, it was fine. But yeah. he, he, he spent it all in the first round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another highlight from the dunk contest... Brandon Slater tries to do this dunk. It was a cool looking thing, but he couldn't execute it. Then time was running out, so he we just went up and kind of two hand flushed it. Randy Foy gave him a zero. A zero. Yeah. Everybody else is giving him a courtesy, like oh, I'll
1: give you like five, six or whatever, six, five. Yeah, whatever. Zero. Yeah.
0: Randy Foy shows up nothing, and then people are like, "No, Randy, your things like your things like not showing your number." And he's like, "No, no, zero. Like <laughs> that dunk good. sucked. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was um, pretty good." So Dunk Contest was cool. Definitely the highlight of that was that Gillespie can dunk. Pascal can jump over the rim. Shocker. Right? Like does windmill behind the back, like flying in the air for like 30 seconds, type type shit. It was pretty real. Pretty incredible. And then you had the scrimmage. Scrimmage, right? yeah. And so what we're gonna focus on the scrimmage is we know what we're getting with Pascal and Booth. We've talked about them before. We really wanna focus on the new players. Yeah. So who do you again, who do we have new on the team? So you got Joe Cremo, supposed to be a sharpshooting guy. Cremo? He's, Could be Cremo, actually. Well, whatever. I heard some Cremos. Cremos, yeah, Cremos, sure. whatever. Not sure, whatever. Looked pretty good. Clearly trimmed up his uh, beard yeah, a little the bit. facial hair looked facial less hair looked, dirty. Looked less dirty.
1: Yeah, I was so, excited to see that.
0: Yeah. We Eric should... Pascoe didn't get that memo.
1: <laughs> Eric Pascoe can do whatever he wants. <laughs> He's absolutely allowed to do whatever he wants.
0: Um, he looked pretty good. Looked fine. Looked like a good. veteran. He passed up a he passed up an open shot for a more open shot yeah. for Gillespie, which I thought was a good look. That was definitely feeling of a basketball player esque. Um, so He's fine. It fine. 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 Whatever.
1: A lot of miss. A lot of miss shots um, in the scrimmage. Slater
0: didn't start, I don't think. So I think that's right. We got less time out of him. Sadiq Bay, who is from Josh Hart's school, looks like he is literally from the school of Josh Hart. Effort plays. He seemed to be flying around everywhere. He made a three, I think. Um, He had some tough rebounds. I think we're going to really like Sadiq Bey.
1: Yeah, and he was definitely the least heralded of that recruiting class coming in. But like you said, he was able to do a lot of different stuff, clearly trying hard, but didn't actually look like he was trying hard. And I'm excited to see what he can do. He definitely seemed to be actually the most versatile of the freshmen. Obviously, it's just a scrimmage and they played for all of, I don't know, 15 minutes. But it was pretty cool to see him out there doing some stuff because I thought he was going to redshirt. I thought for sure he was going to be the guy who was going to redshirt this year. But maybe he's It might himself be Slater or sl- Swider. It could be because we have a glut of wings. If anything, Slater
0: and Swider, by the way, are tall. Yes, I, I realized that when we got them, they were Bay like taller than Slater, though. Yeah. Swider was six... Swider's as tall as... every inch yeah. as tall as Pascal. Yeah, he's like 6'8 or something. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't look anything like Pascal, but he's as tall <laughs> as Pascal.
1: I, I wouldn't use athletic to describe Swider. Yeah. Swider seems to be tall and supposed to be a shooter, and that's kind of all I got from it.
0: Yeah. And then you have so Quinterly. You Quinterly, yeah. So, first... one of the first plays of the game, Quinterly does a couple fakes, gets towards the rim... Gillespie's guarding him, blocks his ass. No, that was Painter who blocked him. Oh, first, Painter, like, blo- first, like, Painter blocked which him. Which is Gillespie shocking. Gillespie blocked him thereafter.
1: Yeah, which is shocking. The fact that Dylan Painter blocked a five-star recruit is unreal to me. Maybe mistakes were made. Or yeah. a blind squirrel finds a knot in one right. day. You know, it happens.
0: But, back to Quinterly. First off, he looks like he grew a little bit in terms of like physical stature. He's still small compared to a lot of the players on the team. He's still small. But, grew... At least a little bit. Definitely looks like he put on some muscle mass, et cetera. Looked good. Did have some flash to brilliance. I thought he made some good passes. He had some, he had like a head fake.
1: Yes. Explosion yeah, with the little the jelly yeah, yeah. jelly
0: roll finish or whatever he calls it. Jelly fan finish. Yes. Um, uh, did that to the rim. Looked pretty good. He's got some moves. He had that, that move that he did where he got by, past the guy was like a little head fake, shoulder fake. Totally had me blown. Clearly Defender was stumbling around after that. So, got to the rim finished. Pretty good look. I think he's going to be pretty good. He didn't he, he didn't he, blow he look, me away. No, he like, looks
1: good. I expected, I mean, he was a five-star recruit and was supposed to be one of the best point guards in his class. Again, it's a scrimmage. I was not blown away. I was actually, of the three people who will mostly be playing point guard, him, Booth, and Gillespie, obviously Booth, we know what we're going to get and we're not going to talk about him, but Gillespie looked so solid. I mean, again, it's just an intra-squad scrimmage, but he looked so confident and so calm, also totally really in control. Ripped. I mean,
0: he's a very. good-looking This is good-looking something that dude. we've become accustomed to, and we've talked about the Shack, the, oh. the, the Shackleton oh, program in the past. But like these guys, when they come back after a year, right? Like their freshman year, they look like freshmen. They come back after a year of the summer in the Shack program, they look like men. Gillespie looked like a dude, cut up, can dunk now looked very strong looked really good painter also looked very mobile he looked i would say i wouldn't go to say very
1: mobile he looked more mobile than he did historically compared to
0: he did how he looked 2 years ago he looked very mobile when
1: he had concrete on his feet yes yes and he did he did hit a um a nice little hook i think over he did hook hit a over hook DCR. over dcr yeah. dcr
0: came back on the other end and hit a hook over him um, DCR looked pretty solid. DCR looked winded, which worries me a little bit. He played well and had
1: some nice rebounds and finishes, but he looked tired at dude the end Dude needs of to
0: get, dude, we, we talked about last night. he needs to be playing 20, 25 minutes a game. I think we're going to see
1: more Painter than I'd like to see this year. After that scrimmage, I was really frightened. I was like, oh God, he should not be this tired.
0: And then you had, um, Samuels, who mm. Mikael Bridges earlier in the night called his grandson his grandson yeah right and he said watch out for samuels clearly samuels looks like the most athletic guy in terms of pure athleticism and in terms of like that build that you look for in like a basketball player we've talked about this before samuels looks the part of elite basketball player the question is is he ever going to find the skill or is he ever going to showcase that talent and athleticism in a way that makes him an elite basketball player we don't know still a question mark. Made some nice plays, clearly more involved, clearly felt a little bit more confident. Mikael Bridges is very confident that this kid's going to be real deal. I'm happy to hear that. It sounds like he's got a lot of support amongst the team. I was worried about a potential future transfer. Mm. That um, allayed my concerns a little bit, but definitely want to watch him to make sure that he comes along.
1: Yeah, he he looked all right to me. He was definitely more aggressive, I would say, taking the ball to the hoop. He still doesn't look that fast or that quick to me. And that's fine. That doesn't have to be his game. But I expected with just how built he is, he'd be a little bit quicker. But hey, you know, whatever. As long as he gets done and he contributes pretty solidly and steps his game up this year, that can be fine with me. So I think that hit probably most of the players at that point. Yeah, I think
0: we got that. um...
1: Yeah, I mean, my headline, my takeaway from the scrimmage was, look, it's a scrimmage. Definitely the start of it was a good bit of iso ball, I would say. The ball movement opened up a little bit later. I think this team... It's going to be some growing pains for this team. I think it's actually going to be more growing pains than I thought it was going to be. And I think we're going to probably lose a couple more than I planned when we, when we did in our last episode. But it should be a fun team to watch. I'm not sure
0: that. We'll, we'll see the blue-white scrimmage in, I think it's next week. It's next week, yeah. A couple other just key things I want to talk about before we move on to the next topic very quickly about Hoops Mania. Ash Howard, who's now the coach at LaSalle, former assistant coach, got a ring, which I thought was a nice touch. Dwayne Anderson is new to the coaching staff. So we're going to get to Dwayne Anderson. A couple of his plays are going to come up in our next conversation about Sean Don. And then um, one other housekeeping item, Timmy the Hipster He The kid looks like a hippie, uh, hipster, yupp, yuppie type of guy who just belongs in New York. I'm going to see him in a bar yeah, next year. absolutely. In New York City.
1: like With his two championship rings. Yeah, with, his, like, his, two, him around. with his
0: two championship rings. Throwing back Bud Lights. Good for him. <laughs> with whatever. the rest of it. All right. So, with that being said, let's move on to Sean Don. Yeah. So, we talked about it before. Sean Don is the guy, the video guy, the highlight the guy. reel video guy, and his 2018 tribute was phenomenal. Yes. You got to check it out on YouTube or whatever site that there is out there with videos. You got to check it out. Sean Don is the man. He's got great videos. We should probably do a segment in the future on, like, ranking his videos. Mm, that's um, interesting. Really terrific job on 2018. Now, he asks us a question that says, what's your favorite play in Villanova history, but you have to exclude?
1: Of the j Wright era. Of the j
0: Wright era, right? But you have to exclude Jenkins' three-bomb to win the championship and Scotty Reynolds' runner to beat Pitt to make it to the Final Four, which were buzzer-beater-type plays, which obviously are going to go down. I mean, Jenkins' play is the greatest shot in college basketball history, history. and Reynolds' runner was, to that point, probably the most exciting play in Villanova history. Yeah, up Um, until that point, yeah. yeah. So we have to exclude those plays, which I think is fair if you're going to do an analysis, right? So we're going to bat around a couple of ones, and then we're going to pick our own favorites. A couple of things that come to mind. In 2009, there was a... A tip-in um, layup to beat Marquette in the first in the quarterfinal of the Big East tournament, which basically secured our three seed in our path to the final four. So I like plays that kind of launch us into something, right? So you had that one. You had Anderson, um, Dwayne Anderson, who is now our assistant coach. He had a uh, a three pointer against Seton Hall to stem a five game losing streak and kind of get us back on the right track. That, and that early? That was in 08. That was the 7 08 team. We yeah, made so the Sweet 16 that year yeah. um, over, and we lost to KU who had that team of men yeah. in KU in 08. Uh, but it was it keyed that run. We were looking like not even an NIT team, and then that keyed that run. Dante Cunningham dunked all over yeah, Kevin Dante, Durant. Dante
1: goes baseline against KD. It and dunks all over it. Pretty awesome. Pretty yeah.
0: wild. You had...
1: Uh, Oh, other Dwayne Anderson play. UCLA, the dive. Yeah,
0: the dive versus UCLA. So the game was in hand, but like, like it was just a show of it was like an attitude play. Dwayne Anderson comes roaring from back, like they're like trying to run a play, coming up, trying to make a comeback. Dwayne Anderson comes flying out of nowhere, seemingly jumped all the way across the court, and like reached his hand out and poked the ball loose and then dove on it and and secured it, um, which was a huge play. It kind of showed the attitude and the grit of that. 09 team in the team that made the final four. A couple Archie
1: plays. We've yeah. got Archie against Syracuse in the regular season when the team was like. Which was that? Was that the team that wore, was like, a the, the year shit after year? the losing season? Oh yeah, it was year after. So we went 13
0: and 19 the year before, and then that team was kind of like uh, that team lost to Columbia earlier oh, that God. year, and then subsequently beat. Three top five or ten teams yeah. in the Wells Fargo Center in Georgetown, Louisville, and Syracuse. Yeah. And Syracuse was an overtime game, and Archie Diakano's three was critical to winning that game.
1: Yeah, and then there was, of course, Archie against Kansas in the Bahamas. Yeah. So the Huge following upset.
0: year, right? This is when it started the run of really being elite. Um, that w- this was the year that we went in as a two seed, lost to UConn in the second round, but earlier that year. Right, we were an unranked team. We were an unranked team playing in the battle for Atlantis, and we we're playing in the semifinals. Thanksgiving night, Archie Diacono buries a three at the end of, uh, towards the end of regulation, that secures a victory for us over Andrew Wiggins' team.
1: Yeah, um, we've
0: got Hilliard
1: hitting uh, buzzer beater against Butler. It's pretty it was huge. It's like that was an electric atmosphere, regular season game, big win against a good Butler team at that point.
0: In 06, the Elite Eight team, in order to make mm. the Elite Eight, Will Sheridan, didn't ball didn't go in, but it was a goaltend. Yes. We had a, a really good fake under the net, and it, the ball got dumped down to him, and uh, he put it up for a layup. It was going to go in, got got goaltended, didn't end up going in. That secured our fate and sent us to the Elite Eight, which was a huge moment for Villanova basketball back yeah. then.
1: A couple of Bridges ones we've got. Bridges long pass in Oklahoma against Oklahoma. He receives the deep pass in the final four. And throws down a just monster. Throws run. it down. And then of course you've got Bridges last year against Gonzaga. The
0: singular play that launched Mikhail Bridges from like a first round pick to yep. a lottery Absolutely. lottery pick was the dunk block sequence against Gonzaga. Yeah, we're gonna make MSG. it one play. It's one it's one collective play. Okay, it's one play. Yep. Look, there's a handful of great plays, obviously, with the run we've had um, in Jay Wright's time. There's a handful of amazing plays. What's your one? I, I like plays. I mentioned this before. I like plays that seem to key on something else. Mm, okay. So right now I'm in between the two Archie Diakina plays. The mm, one versus okay. Syracuse and the one versus Kansas. Because I think if you look at those plays, the the run that we've been on since then – it's almost like that play was like a symbolizing. Those plays were like symbolizing the launch into that run. Okay. So I'm inclined to say the the play over KU, especially given that we've had KU's numbers since. Yeah. I'm inclined to say that that play in the Bahamas, that three pointer, the Thanksgiving three pointer, though early season, changed that changed the nature of the program to being a team that was like good, probably going to make the tournament type of thing in the new Big East to a Big East team that beat a top five team, and turned our program into an elite program going forward. Cool.
1: I like that. I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle. I'm going to have to go kind of a play that to me was almost like the culmination, aside from the Jenkins shot, was almost the culmination of this team becoming elite, and that's the Bridges dunk against Oklahoma. Because it was just the full-on throttle, and that to me was like the dagger. That was when I looked up and I was like, oh shit, we are up huge and we are cruising. It was so emphatic. It was so exciting. And then obviously it led into the Jenkins 3 the next game. So that's that's my pick if I had to pick one.
0: Now, Don asked us, what's our favorite play? If he would have said, what's our most iconic play? It could have been a little bit of a different answer because... There are some things about our players, right, that have just become iconic in and of themselves. Like you've seen them do a million times. For example, Scotty Reynolds, subsequently followed by Darren Hilliard and Chris Jenkins with the up fake, lean in, get the foul call three. It's like like, (laughs) such like a common iconic play of Villanova. Like I feel like if you were to do like murals and pictures of like important (laughs) things, one of them would have to be – Reynolds or or one of those guys getting assaulted on their way up trying to throw up a three-pointer.
1: It's like a lineage at this point. It just gets passed down to the next shooter in Villanova. Like,
0: okay, here you go. You got Jalen doing a post-up is, like, iconic to Jalen Brunson. Like, where do you envision Jalen Brunson? All of the spectacular plays that he made, you kind of envision him down low. Yeah backing someone down and, he's
1: a post player by nature yeah
0: post player by nature right Hart, <laughs> josh hart doing a spin cycle yes like where he drives the lane does a does like a one two spin step and then puts up the layup there's like iconic josh hart dante cunningham his senior year like i feel like we started every game by feeding it to him on the elbow and then he kind of like jumped above everyone and took like a little uh it was automatic jumper.
1: yeah it's like mid-range jumper it was so nice to watch I was, um, oh, quick note on that. There's a point, there's at one point during the scrimmage, Dada got the ball kind of in that same spot and almost, it like, kind of did a fake and I, I froze for a moment. I was like, oh my God, if he added that to his arsenal, this is going to be an incredible season. But he didn't. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we move on. And of course, Archie in the stands. Like yes, Archie just Archie floor, Diacono diving everywhere yeah.
0: is just an iconic Villanova thing, right? Again, going back to if there was supposed to be murals, Archie Diacano being horizontal. Yeah. Was uh, excellent. Yes. Speaking of which, one quick note. Quinterly dove on the floor for a ball yesterday, which I thought was a good sign. Yeah. just a scrimmage, but he's on the ground. I yeah. love it. All right. I think that basically covers it, right? I think right? that's like, it, yeah. Long-winded, big-time podcast, culture big of Villanova. Big-time podcast. Big-time podcast. <laughs> I'm like, big podcast guy here. We're really excited for the upcoming season. Hoops Mania solidified that excitement. We're going to check out the Blue-White scrimmage and hopefully have something for you coming after that. Um, and then we're going to start hearing there's going to be a lot more news coming in about how players look and we'll try and keep you posted and you know we're only a few weeks now away from unbelievably we're back here the start of Villanova basketball season pretty awesome so we got a brand new arena well kind of new arena we got the Hoops Mania's now in the the back window and we're moving forward and the podcast is only going to pick up and give you a lot more content uh, going forward Um, so with that Check us out on Spotify, big time. Um, big time. Podcasts. We got uh, Apple Podcasts. We got Stitcher. Google Play. Google Stitcher, Play. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Audio Boom. Literally, we're basically on everything.
0: We're on pretty much everything that you can possibly have except Napster and Shazam. Yeah, Shazam, Kazav, whatever. doesn't matter. LimeWire. Don't check us out there. We won't be there. And yeah, so let's wrap it up. So thanks for listening. We'll see you in a little bit. And as always, let's go over. Nova.